0: CB Nation, welcome in to episode number 235 of the allegedly award-nominated, number nine-ranked, word to Trevor Baptiste and Matty Rambo, and of course, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Deej coming at you from Underground Studios. Got a lot to dive into because you sickos wouldn't subscribe to the YouTube channel. We didn't get an early episode in uh but hey dem's be the breaks. that means you got a loaded episode y'all probably gonna bitch and complain it's gonna be like two hours to listen to but hey we out here uh we're gonna dive into pll seattle wrapping up the regular season of the pll already which is crazy to think about and we're gonna get into all that juiciness that is nll free agency and who knows these west coast teams like to operate on uh, Demon Time, so we might get breaking news as we record this late Thursday night into Friday morning, so stay tuned. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB pod on Twitter, on Instagram, follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore next great, follow me at KBIZZL311, check out the website UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com for all of our written content, Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. It goes a long way with helping more people find the show, helping us hit the algorithm and get on those motherfucking charts. You feel me? And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. We're on that hashtag road to 1K, currently at 221 youtube subscribers once we get to 250 dj and i implement the otb halftime shows just saying you could get one this weekend you could get a halftime show this weekend you could get a halftime show live from boston you could get a halftime show live from dc all you gotta do is subscribe to the youtube channel search underground sports philadelphia smash that like button Ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of all your favorite underground sports Philadelphia shows. And, of course, comment down below your thoughts on your team heading into the final week of the PLL regular season, your thoughts on NLL free agency and the madness that has been, what are we, four days in now. Uh, It's been absolutely bonkos. And uh, anything else that comes to mind, leave us Mountain Dew recommendations. Hashtag not a sponsor. But, Maybe tag Mountain Dew in the comments section. Tell them to sponsor us. I don't know. Maybe we're trying to do it. Uh, and of course, share the channel with your people. Shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades. I think they might just be on vacation, Deej, because I continue to send them emails. And I'd be I'd be like Peter Griffin reprising the Wilson episode of family guy because i don't get anything so i'm gonna try again tomorrow and see what they say because deej has plenty of sunnies and plenty of blue light glasses just lost to the mail right now uh and we need to get him his product because he's got to be styling and profiling when we head to massachusetts for the quarterfinals of the pll postseason we will officially be there we got our expensive ass fucking hotel booked we are going to be there, and hopefully we are not recreating opening weekend 2021, because then you might just see me on the news, okay?
1: And hopefully I make it to my plane home on time and can yeah. take my luggage with me without missing my original flight.
0: Still chilling <laughs> at the crib. All your luggage. At least you will got to check a bag.
1: Hey, I'll on your way here. On my way there. I'm not complaining. It's, it's it's a
0: smooth ride. You're not flying into an airport hangar. No, flying <laughs> out of the actual airport. <laughs> flying out of it,
1: but hey, or no, not not no. flying out of it. Actually,
0: avoiding the air the the, the hangar this time. Avoiding uh, the hangar, but, but yeah,
1: might might have to pull up. At, at Tomahawk HQ, like, yeah, come on, boys, what are y'all we? Doing? Just, y'all can just hand me my stuff. Y'all can that's, just send it to
0: my house. That'd, and be, yeah. It'll be here. Like... I should
1: have did that from the beginning.
0: <laughs> it's so wild. Everybody I know that orders that's like outside of New York and New Jersey always has an issue with shipping. But if you order, like Mac got his prescription lens ones uh, a few weeks ago. I've gotten mine, no problem. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, so, if you work for mail delivery services, step your game up. Uh, but you if guys they, can go.
1: <laughs> if they'll give me the same price, I'll just reorder. And if they can find a way Facts. to cancel and, and give me my money back, we'll be in there.
0: Facts. We'll be all good. Go to Tomahawkshades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order at Tomahawkshades.com. Kenwood Beer. Deej, we're going to have plenty of Kenny's. Plenty of Kenny's the next three weeks uh, of the postseason. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And an early birthday gift announced for Deej. He texted me. He's getting that custom Bino board from our pals over at Bino. You guys can do the same. Go to BinoBoard.com. They got that brand-new Gila Monster board in stock, that thing is dangin'. and uh, you can get your boards, accessories, apparel, merch, all that good stuff at binoboard.com. Just use code BINO USP at checkout for 10% off your order at binoboard.com. What's popping, Deej? Living life, man,
1: working every day, enjoying, going to see a couple of the homies for moving weekend. Because as I live the busy life, I do not know how often I'll be able to go see them. I do know I'm seeing Coach Nat later this year. The boys over at Ohio Northern are playing my Omer Mater. So I'm going to go catch that game, whether it's at Ohio or here in Michigan. I'm going to go either way. You do so. have
0: a little bit of uh, stakes on the line in that game. I do. I do.
1: I, I already oh, I have to wear some Ohio Northern stuff if adrian loses and we got to figure something out for coach nat because he said he won't wear (laughs) anything adrian and i understand like he's got a job
0: and i won't make him lose his job so we'll figure that out speaking of nat saint laurent and the rest of the pl let's quickly recap pll salt lake city dj's favorite city in the entire continental u.s gave us some good lacrosse games so I will not some complain about that. Damn good part. lacrosse games. That is faux show. Uh to recap the matchups from last week in case you missed them, Web Snakes absolutely demolished, chewed and spit out whole the Atlas 16 to 8. Redwoods beat Water Dogs 14-12. Archers beat Chaos 11-8 and Chrome beat Cannons 11-9. Your boy had a 4-0 week in picks. Felt good to get above 500 for the first time all year. I was
1: close too. I wasn't even upset with my pick or my loss. I'll, I was like, one, I'll take a three and one weekend. I've mostly been uh, two and two or 0 oh and four this year. So I'll take a three and one. And also, I mean, the game was super close. And I was like, mm-hmm. it really could have gone either way. I could have snuck one out and gone four and I was So, like,
0: I'm not mad at it. Great game. I mean, uh... unbelievable unreal weekend Atlas just can't beat whip snakes. So for you betters out there, for you pick them people out there, if that matchup ever scrolls across your timeline, you already know who to pick. Um,
1: uh, Atlas
0: just looks terrible against them this year. The whip Snakes defense. If you want to count that late two bomb by Chris gray in terms of, you know, semantics, it did count on the scoreboard, obviously, but, uh, 15 goals total that Atlas scored against Whipsnakes this year. Whipsnakes scored 16-1 game against them, which is tied for the most points in a single game Whipsnakes have scored in franchise history. Um, They also did it back in 2019, I believe it was, when I was looking through uh, during the press conferences. Um, But Whipsnakes looked all the part of dominant of being the number one seed. They lock that up. They will be the one seed going into the playoffs. Um, they, they earned it. That's for sure. They've earned it this year. They've played consistent lacrosse. They've just gone out there. Uh, shout out to Brian hit singles, um, <laughs> and just played whip snakes ball. And it's worked to a T outside of that one loss, to the water dogs. Um, who they, I think they just called the water dogs at the worst possible time. Um, but Atlas have kind of uh, fallen from grace a bit since the all-star break. Well, starting
1: with the whips, it's, it's your boy, KB. You know, he, he's a big reason why uh, they're doing so well. You know, he had a slump last year, but like, I mean, it's not even relevant at this point to even bring it up. He's played at an unreal level this year. I mean, I, can, I don't even know how many saves he had this weekend, but I know he had 30 30 fantasy points which means he had a lot of them and I mean if you win 17 to six that means you had a lot of them and then this defense in front of him has been it's it's hard to say, but somehow they have gotten better every year
0: and burnnwater had 18 saves which is a lot saved 72 percent of the shots he faced unreal. Unreal, and
1: then, like I said, it's just—it's so hard to say and believe that their defense has gotten better every year, but they do—they get and better. every They have year. a new
0: defensive coordinator this year. Let's not forget that PT Ritchie took over first-year D coordinator,
1: and it doesn't even look like they're taking a step back. Like they're just playing at an elite level, and when your defense and goalie play that well, it doesn't matter if you have a shaky face-off guy or if which your they offense, don't, which they don't or if your offense isn't that great, which it is, that thing those things will work themselves out because your defense isn't letting up goals. It's easy to win a game when you only got to put up 7. I could my high school team could win a game right now if all we had to put up was 7. I guarantee it. That just means we're having the ball more, we'll take more shots, we'll score more goals, but like you're telling a professional team to have to put up 7 goals and they're going to like they could do that in their sleep. It, it's so easy and so nonchalant for the offense to play because of how well the defense plays. That's what you want your team to look like. Atlas, I mean, just don't play the whips. Like, like that, that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping to not play the whips.
0: Whips won this game with Trevor finally getting the best of Joe Nardella. Yes. That's the crazy part. I don't Atlas see just
1: I mean, I don't see it as crazy because of what I just mentioned. Like the defense for the whips is so stellar. Like the offense would have had to really show up. And, I'm I mean, just
0: saying from an Atlas perspective in terms of just like possessions. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, they had them, but they threw them away. Right. How many turnovers did they have? Almost twenty. Like can't play the whips and throw the ball over that many times. Like you're going to lose.
0: Yeah. They no matter turn, no matter who you have yeah.
1: at the at the off x, no matter who you have. Taking shots. If you're turning it over almost twenty times, you're gonna lose.
0: They had sixteen turnovers. Whip Snakes had fifteen. So the turnover game was like relatively even. But, but look at
1: look at the defenses, right? Right. I mean, not like Atlas has a bad defense, but if you're turning it over sixteen times on the Whip Snakes defense and giving them the ball sixteen times, like half of those are goals. Literally, it's a wild at least part.
0: Half face offs Trevor doubled up Joe 18 and nine Jack and did not have a bad game nope he he had 17 saves in this game like so the defense left the him his the Atlas defense left Jack and out to dry yep yep tough and that's tough, tough. scene and
1: that's tough to see Tough to say. Like that's not what you want to see two weeks before you head into playoffs. Nope. Granted, I guess it's really three, but still, like, that's not not oh, ideal. Great.
0: Shout out to Diggs. <laughs> uh Redwoods beat Water Dogs 14 12. Good win for the Redwoods there. Much needed win. Uh they snapped the Water Dogs just hottest hot streak. And uh That game was a late one. To say the least um, the midnight oil was burning but Redwoods look really good in this game unfortunately lose Eddie Glazner uh, in this one with a partially torn Achilles I uh, went to injury expert aka the OG my dad who for the people that don't know is a physical therapist assistant and a wound care specialist when I told him that Eddie Glazner had a partially torn Achilles he said he should not be rushing back from that. He should take his time because if he does tear it completely, he's never going to be the same type of player simply because it's going from a partially torn to a fully torn. Then they're going to have to take that muscle kind of like reconnect it basically. Um, and for, cause I asked him about, you know, we were talking the KD type situation where mm-hmm. yes, KD is shifty, but on, hardwood and it's kind of a different type of thing where eddie glazner has got to be shifty on turf on grass with spikes on it's a much different thing especially you know planting wise and everything like that glaze if you're listening i love you i want to see you out there you're the general of the defense don't rush back from this i would much rather eddie glazner rehab do what he has to do to be a hundred percent healthy, actually hundred and ten percent healthy for training camp, or whenever, you know, that timeline lines up for him to be back, then him try to force himself back for the postseason, risk that re-injury because of how quickly, you know, the injury happened to when the playoffs happen. I, I don't want to see Eddie Glazner risk his career for one playoff run that you don't know how long it's going to last.
1: Chris Collins, Nat
0: St. Laurent.
1: Do not let this man play. It's literally that simple. Do I want to see him play? Do I want to see the Woods win? Do I want a championship? Yes, yes, absolutely. But it is not worth it. Call Matt Landis, sign Reese, Eddie, move uh Finn Sullivan down. I don't care what you do. Finn played great
0: in the in the I, I thought he played reserve great. role for Eddie.
1: I don't care what you do, but do not play Eddie Glazer in the playoff game. No. It's not a good idea. Not worth it. But in other news, the water dogs can't beat the woods. The math be mathing. 3 and 0, 3 and 0 lifetime. Woods are 3 and 0 and all the games are like two goals. I think this is the second time it was the score is 14-12. I think it was I'll 14-12 the last out. time they played too. Out I'll in Long it. Island last year.
0: I think that game was a little bit higher actually. I think it, it might have in, been like
1: 17-15 maybe. I think it was
0: nineteen sixteen. if I'm remembering. Ooh, that correctly. might yeah.
1: Maybe the first one
0: was 14-12 which would have been in the bubble. Let me pull it yep. up. I'll pull that up. But um, this is a very fun game. Like, this was, I think, the best game of the weekend in terms of just, like, energy, in terms of back and forth. Um, Rob Pinnell had unbelievable turn the clock back a couple years type game. Uh, where were you and DJ saved Rob Pinnell and the Redwood season? Um, most of them don't even know because, like, no, no, no one was
1: there. I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think it was just me, you, Joe Keyes, and possibly Tommy Birch.
0: No, it was somebody else. No. Because it, it was North Carolina. Else. It was yeah. Charlotte. So it was either It might have been Kevin Brown. It was either Kevin Brown, Austin Owens, or Matt Kneer. Mm-hmm. Or somebody that writes for the league or so maybe sarah might have been that one guy we don't like talking about <laughs> it might have been sarah actually Ooh. i have to ask or was it lauren i forget i don't know if lauren i think lauren started started popping in the week after because i know she was at long island yeah because she's from new york it might have been sarah
1: because it was somebody see. who
0: didn't have their camera on yeah. or ask anything. Which I know Sarah does because she's writing. So she's just like taking notes like, yeah. vigorously of everything going on. Really good notes, too. Yes. Go read her Kira McArdle that was article beautiful. that she put out. Because it's great to finally see our boy getting the recognition he deserves. I just pulled up uh, Wood's Water Dog scores. This is the closest uh score it's ever been oh bubble it was 11-8 which was first round of the playoffs if you want to call it that uh and then last year long island it was uh 19-16 only reason i remember that is because that's when i asked nat about rp3 and american ninja warrior Mm -hmm. um great game i enjoyed this one a lot um felt like a playoff game which was fun um, kind of get that energy and that atmosphere for both teams, I think, is really, really good for them. Um, TD looked great, which was much needed in a situation like that. And uh, both teams, I think, are going to be formidable opponents in the postseason. Might even run into each other, depending on how Seattle goes. Um, Archer's Chaos. Is this a rivalry? Is this officially so. booked?
1: I think it is. I think it was booked last year. I think just everything that... I
0: thought last year was like the start, and now... I
1: just think like after being... I think what separated us in terms of looking at it as a start versus like being one was I was there in Salt Lake, and that game felt like a rival. Like, you could... You could feel like when they came in, you were like, oh, like these teams, like they like, not like they don't like each other, but like you can tell they don't like each other here. But like, yeah, yeah, like after the game, I totally was like, oh, these, like during the game, I'd say maybe five minutes in, I was like, oh, these motherfuckers do not like each other (laughs) at all. No one out here likes the person across from them. Like, this is a battle.
0: I think the only person from, either of these, like, the only, like, mutual, like, friendship is Connor Fields. Yeah, yeah. Because they had the close-ups all game on Connor and Troy Ray, and those boys, I thought they were going to kiss each other on the cheek.
1: We're just talking. Just I thought talking. they were
0: going to kiss, and I wanted it to happen so bad. I wanted them to play it up for that camera in their face and just right on the cheek. That would have been had, so cute.
1: Yeah, he had all those Buffalo boys there as well. Little but Albany like,
0: boys. Other than, other than that, like... There ain't nothing there. They there's hate There's nothing
1: other. there. But, like, yeah, you could feel it there in Salt Lake. And I was like, oh, this is legit a rivalry. Like, and there aren't too many rivalries yet established in the PLL, but that is 100%. A
0: Booking it, that's the number two rivalry in the entire league. Uh, all sparked by Ian McKay and Connor Fields. Thanks, boys. Um-
1: I was happy to see Ian back out there, yes. by the way. I yes. don't know if they listened to us or not last week, but... The boy, 55, was out in the field.
0: Nice, nice to see you, champ. Yes. Uh, Archers win this one 11-8. Did the damn thing. Got the job done. Tommy Schreiber had himself an afternoon. Uh, Ryan Ambler played very well. Uh, and this was a game where they needed them to because the offense was kind of getting locked down a little bit. And the midfield stepped up for the Archers. Um, that just shows you the levels. Shout out to them. Michael Sowers, the layers, if you will, uh, of this Archers team that Tom Schreiber's talked about where they finally have the depth behind the pieces in place and they can go out and they can, you know, if some guys are struggling, other guys are going to step up and play well, Um, and they did just that. And Chaos still alive in the postseason hunt, uh, even though they lost. They, they just, they got to take care of business this weekend. That's their biggest thing. They got to win, uh, and they'll be in the postseason. But good win for the Archers, much-needed win. It helped them in terms of just, you know, controlling their fate in the standings. Um, they're now 5-4 and four with a 16-score differential. Got their score differential a little bit closer to Chrome, so if Chrome drops this weekend, Archers could jump into that number two spot uh, overall for the playoffs, but... Good win for the Archers. Good to see their midfield performing. And uh, chaos. Time is ticking. You got one game left. Gotta figure something out if you want to try to at least have a shot at defending your title.
1: My thing with this game was, one, it was nice to see the Archers win again. They mentioned that a lot. Um, and, And it was... Nice to see. I, I have a little more confidence in their t- in their offense. I don't know what was the hesitation in going to the midfielders offensively. All of them are capable. Matt Moore, Connor DeSimone, Tom Connor Schreiber, fields. Ryan Ambler, Connor. Like I mean, list goes on. There's no reason not to be able to turn to them and initiate through them, but they were so hesitant to do it. Like you could tell, the offense was explicitly set. To run through the attack and to get them going first and to work mm-hmm. off of that. So when when that wasn't there, they just didn't want to do it. So it was nice to, excuse me, it was nice to see them actually go to the midfield and let them work, and then let the attack work off of them. Which, here we go. I'll give the people. It was it's the vice versa of what saved Rob Pinnell in the woods. I asked him in his press conference. I was like, when are you know, when is this attack group going to help out the infielders? I was like, it's a lot of dodging from up top with Jules and Miles and those guys, it's not really working right now and the attack isn't doing much to help. I was like, you know, when do you guys decide to kind of take it upon yourselves or, are you, you know, are you guys sticking to the game plan? And Rob's like, no, like we 100% need to, you know, recognize that and do more and this, this and that. and Look at where we are. We're approaching five and five possibly. Don't say I saved them, but hey. Maybe. He don't yeah. want to be
0: saved. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it, it was nice to see the Archers pop back and, and use their entire team and, and moving into the playoff system into a nice spot. Chaos I'm extremely worried about in terms of for most of this year, you could hear the hope and optimism in their voices and press conferences and talking to them uh, you know, in between games or after games or whatever. That yeah. was gone. In this last press conference it mm-hmm. was anger it was frustration it was confusion it was what the fuck. you could just hear it from everybody from at to any player you talk to like They they were genuinely frustrated and confused about what's going on and that's concerning do i think they're still going to make the playoffs yes because i don't think the cannons are in a position to catch them even if they both lose or both win i don't think the goal differential is in a position. Cannons have to win. They have a tough matchup. Don't see that really happening. And they would need the cannon, or the Chaos to lose as well. So I think Chaos get in, but it's well, not a scenario on top.
0: Cannons got a little lucky, uh, even though they lost. The goal differential isn't that insurmountable uh, where... It's a three-goal differential separating them and Chaos, and that's the number one tiebreaker, unfortunately, for them. Uh, So Cannons somehow find a way. They got to win. They got to win, but they are playing a team that uh, doesn't have that much to play for right now. They have a chance to rest some guys potentially and not play them the entire game. Playing for pride, if you will. Um, but the Cannons lose to Chrome, eleven to nine. Uh, Chrome lock in a Championship Series ticket. They're going to the Championship Series with the Whip Snakes. They are currently in second place, sitting at six and three. They looked great for most of this game. Um, even though it was close, it was one of those things where it felt like chrome just kind of had control of the situation 80% of the game
1: yeah it was a tough game it wasn't like cannons weren't in it or their offense didn't have anything going defense didn't look terrible but like it just was like you said a controlled game in terms of of the chrome like they just had control of the game things were going their way most of the time they were able to keep pace of the game the way they wanted to. When they wanted it fast, it was fast. When they wanted it slow, it was slow. It's hard to win a game when another team is controlling it. Like, and for the situation the Cannons were in, I thought they played a great game and gave themselves a really good shot of winning. They just couldn't get it done and didn't really have a two-point threat at the end of the game and tie it and push it into you know an overtime scenario. 100%
0: Cannons. Still haven't won since week one. Um, look at the standings right now. Going into Seattle, this is what we're dealing with, people. This is what we're looking at. We have whip snakes at the top of the table. They will be the one seed in the playoffs. They have that first round bye. Apologies to people going to Boston thinking you were going to see the Whips. You're not going to see them. Go catch them in D.C. and potentially Philly. Uh Chrome sitting in second place. Oddly enough, Deej, Chrome and Whipstanks have scored the same number of points this year, 107. Chrome sit at 6-3. Archers at 5-4, kind of in the driver's seat of their own destiny. Uh, They have a chance to clinch a championship series spot this weekend as well with a 16-score differential. Atlas at 5-4. Their score differential got screwed quite a bit. Because of that matchup with the Whips, they are now at an eight-score differential. Got cut in half. They're at five and four as well. Water Dogs at five and four with a one-score differential. Uh, Redwoods sitting at four and five with a negative nine-score differential. Take out that Chrome game earlier this year, and the Redwoods are at an even zero-score differential. Uh, Chaos at two and seven. They're at a negative twenty-four-score differential. And Cannons at 1-8 still alive in the playoff hunt at a negative 27 score differential. Uh, And the only updates here are that the Woods are in the playoffs. The Water Dogs are in, obviously. Atlas, Archers, Chrome, Whips. So we're waiting on that final playoff spot. And Chrome, like I said, clinched a spot in the championship series. So two spots in the championship series up for grabs this weekend. Two spots in the air for the playoffs with only one spot left, um, we'll see how that plays out. But let's let's preview this Seattle weekend, each final regular season matchup of 2022 out in Seattle. Uh, the schedule looks like this: it's Redwood, it's Chrome versus Redwoods, kicking things off on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Archers versus Water Dogs at 9 30 p.m. Eastern time. Whip snakes versus Cannons at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then Atlas versus Chaos to round out the weekend and the regular season at 5 30 p.m. Eastern time. It's gonna be a wild weekend, especially on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Um one, I'm excited Saturday, Sunday, not Friday, Saturday. That's exciting. Um, and then, I mean, I, there's just so many questions. Obviously, one playoff spot left, the two uh, series uh, spots left. Seating. Um, will the whips sit anybody? Does anybody else sit anybody? You know, um, Especially with teams like Water Dogs, Archers. If Archers are beating the Dogs late in the game, are they pumping the score or are they holding it? Thinking about the outcome
0: of the Archers game,
1: which is after theirs, I believe.
0: Uh, Archers and Water Dogs are the nightcap on Saturday. So they will be... I mean they'll know what Chrome's score differential is going into their game because Chrome plays before them. Well I'm thinking more about Atlas. Uh yeah. The Atlas Chaos game is the last game of the weekend, so
1: Do they pump in terms of keeping themselves in front of Atlas or
0: I mean right now down? they're they're plus eight on Atlas. So that helps just in terms of going into the weekend. Um, but I think Archers have been the one team this year that are not afraid to score. They will put up points late. They will score on you late, and they don't give a shit because they know score differential matters, and I like that about Coach Bates. It's
1: a fair point.
0: Like, they have not held back when it comes to scoring goals in the final four minutes of a game. They will go at you, they will score, and they will make sure that they are in control of their own destiny when it comes to their score differential.
1: And can the Redwoods win this week?
0: I hope so. I'd like a 500 season after predicting them to go eight and two.
1: (laughs) But now, you know, it's hard, right? Because Chrome's going to come out and play.
0: Yep. No Eddie Glazner, Arden Cohen's questionable.
1: They got a two seat on the line. With an archer's team breathing down their necks. A loss pretty much solidifies that they're at least a three seed or lower. Yep. Meanwhile, we really have no reason to win. <laughs> if we're being honest here. Even awesome. a win. True. Even a win is a stretch at moving up the ladder.
0: tough i'm looking at our predictions right now from the preseason we're off on the golem not too bad though redwoods was easily our worst yeah chrome we both had at five and five they're what six and three right now they're six and three right now cannons we were way off we had them we both had them at four and six Chaos, we were off. You had them at seven and three. I had them at six and four. Whips, we were way off. We both had them at six and four. Woods, we both had at eight and two. Archers, we both had at seven and three. They could finish six and four. Atlas, you had at eight and two. That was looking good pre All Star break. Yeah, I was looking fantastic. I have them at six and four. Hey, look at you. Hey. Uh, and we both had water dogs at seven and three. That ain't going to hit. <laughs> we were close. No. They they could finish six and four. They're not going to. If they beat archers. No. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, this is kind of just a, a weekend for a lot of teams. And by a lot, I mean whips. I mean archers, water dogs, chrome and redwoods the playoff teams right now atlas just stay healthy just stay healthy yes chaos and cannons y'all gotta turn that thing on that's the the biggest thing it's just seeing what happens in those games um you know do uh whip snakes get petty And keep Chaos out of the playoffs. And just let Cannons kind of have a little fun. Get a little revenge on Chaos for last year in the championship game. Because they play before them. And then Chaos, like, I don't know what it's going to take for them to uh, pull out a dub against Atlas. Because they're also fighting for playoff positioning, but... If you're Atlas, you gotta try and stay as healthy as possible going into the the postseason and potentially the championship series.
1: What does Chaos do if Whips throw the game? <sighs> Should they just forfeit and not come out? <laughs> no cap, as a coach, I would a thousand percent do that. I'd be like, "Oh, y'all want to play that game for sure."
0: You know what else is tough for Chaos right now? Injury report came out today reigning MVP is questionable. He'll play. Do we see Austin caught? No. If the game gets out of hand. Maybe if it gets out of hand, yes. If it gets out of hand, yes, he'll go in. But I think Blaze is a start. I would also say if Atlas Chaos was the early game, we definitely would see Austin caught. No matter what. But... That's not the case. Right. Seattle's going to be fun. Do you think uh, the city of Seattle, Deej, I know they got a lot of rain, so do you think they got a lot of ducks? They might got some ducks. It's time to feed some ducks. They might got some ducks. And get into our PLL Seattle Picks of the Week, powered by our friends over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Four matchups, one final regular season weekend, and a Pick'em regular season title on the line. Dege Chrome Redwoods kick things off. Are you picking with your heart? Are you picking with your gut? Or are you picking with both?
1: All gut. Chrome. Chrome. I I don't like the idea of Eddie not playing. Arden's questionable so even if he plays he's not 100 their attack line has been absolutely unreal this year Nick turn is second in the league in points as a rookie Logan isn't too far behind him, and Dylan Malloy's had his best pro years well pro year and some time now so I mean and you're adding that on top of everything they have you know up top with the mids our defense having the troubles it's had this year, on top of being injured, I'll take Chrome, regardless of what we have at at the X or on the offensive side. I'm growing Chrome as well. Don't tell anybody. They gonna hear. That's why I'm whispering. They still <laughs> gonna hear you. They gonna have to turn it up to like 120. <laughs> What you? Well, you gonna turn this part all the
0: way down? Yep, I'm gonna mute it. And, and what you gonna do on the pig's graphic? Uh, it's gonna be blacklight. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm going Chrome for pretty much the same reasons you said. Plus, I think they want to lock in that two seed and kind of just be in control of playing either chaos or cannons in the postseason. Uh, so give me Chrome to get the dub because like you said, it honestly doesn't really matter for Redwoods to win this game. No,
1: they're going to be the sixth seed regardless. So you're just hoping for some jumble up top to get the best possible matchup.
0: Unless they're playing for that 0.01% to get into the championship They Maybe
1: series. the whole lot of ha help.
0: Not the ha-ha-ha. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> archers water dogs hopefully playing in the best aesthetically pleasing on the eye jersey matchup in the pll uh the orange archers jersey and the dark purple water dogs jersey it's just so beautiful to watch uh they go at it a lot of playoff positioning will be determined in this game a bid to the championship series will probably be on the line in this game as well how do you see this one playing out between the bows and the dogs?
1: Bow's oh, up, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm dead. I can't believe you just did that.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say about it.
0: Straight people's elbow on these hoes. Uh, the only thing to say about it is when you got them dogs in your front yard, just know they going hard. Bing bong. Give me the water dogs. Simple fact here. Biggest reason I'm taking them. No matter if it's Tucci main or if it's the whiz. Give me either one of those guys right now over Justin Inasio.
1: Don't forget what our boy Dig said about the Archers, though. You know I have a soft spot for the archers in my heart. I'm, I'm just saying. They can create their own shots. They don't need no
0: face though. I'm just saying. That rope unit for the water dogs type nice. Hey, I hear you. I hear you.
1: Td who hasn't even had a great year kind of picked them apart, and then wings for the archers right now they playing like they stake dinners depending on how many ground balls they pick up off the wing. Brownie's back this week though potentially. Hey, I like that. You saw like how that,
0: that?
1: You saw how that archers D, uh, offense played last week.
0: like the dogs
1: you can take them that's fine but
0: like i said bows up (laughs) whips cannons on sunday 3 p.m the whips rest anybody Deech. are the cannons gonna be gifted an opportunity in this one
1: Uh, this is so hard to pick Uh, it's so difficult it's so hard to pick because like i'm actually trying (laughs) because I'm trying to at least get back to 500 here. So I'm trying to be smart about this and how I do things. And it's just like, who do they sit and for who? They're not going to sit Zed. If they sit Rambo, it'd be for Keegan Khan, but I mean, homie's been balling. So like, I don't know how much of a step down that is. No disrespect to Matt, but like
0: and Matt's team. been balling too.
1: Yeah, so like I mean, they're they're kind of loaded all around, and like they don't really have anybody to sit people for. Nope. Like, only real like Jackson sitting Reed.
0: option is is KB.
1: Sure, for Brian Phipps or sitting one of the middies for Jackson Reed. Mm-hmm. That's like it. I don't see anything else maybe jay carlson getting a seat again for keegan khan said they can play a midi,
0: which i don't know if they will because to me at least seeing jay play over the past what's been like two weeks that he's been back Mm -hmm. that just tells me jay carlson's playing in the playoffs
1: yeah i think jay's gonna play in the playoffs but like we both mentioned this game literally has no effect on whips playoffs they're one seed their championship series they know what's going on. Like, you don't want to risk injury. Wouldn't be surprised to see an older guy like Jay be the one to take a seat. Maybe Earhart takes a seat, just because he's been battling some injuries this year. No reason to necessarily have him play. Colin Squires could probably take all the reps by himself. Shout out to the homie. Be like, I mean, I don't know how much they are going to be on defense, and I mean. You know, There's a couple other. I think there's another poll they have, too, that can take some, some swap reps with him. Like maybe Earhart takes a seat. Maybe Jay Carlson. But I'll
0: I'm going to take, take a whips. seat by taking the whips.
1: Yeah, I say I'll still take the whips, and I don't know if anybody's going to sit regardless.
0: Yeah. Uh, last matchup, Atlas Chaos rounding out the regular season. I don't know who's going to win I think Chaos will get into the playoffs no matter what I'm going to take on a whim simply because of the math mathing that hungry dogs run faster I'm going to take Chaos to get a win after seeing Cannons lose to whips and Atlas kind of in this funk still I'm gonna take chaos to win a close game and squeak into the playoffs.
1: Dang, you going for that wild two and two week while I cop this four and zero off the back of the Bulls? Sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. Do your thing, boss man. That might even tie us. I like the way it sounds. I like the way it sounds. I'm gonna pull up the standings just for the people right now. I know I'm not doing well. <laughs> Can we just get back to NLL? I was a a beast over there. I said, we got to just flip flop. I need my guys back.
0: It's funny that like I was more like privy to box in terms of my lacrosse upbringing. And you're more of a field guy. And our picks are the complete opposite. Literally the complete opposite.
1: That's why I won't bet because I know too much about sports. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that shit would be like, no, 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 no.
0: Uh, let's see here. Right now, I'm sitting at 19 and 17 on the season. Indeed, you are sitting at 16 and 20. So you have to go 4-0 to get to 500. And if I go 2-2, I'll be at 500, and then the playoffs will determine everything uh what a time to be it's we just know we know picks we know picks that's all all i'm gonna say is
1: it's gonna be real wild if i go 4-0 this week yes because we were in this same scenario nll last week yeah we were very close to being 500
0: those are your pll seattle picks of the week powered by pickup let's get into the madness NLL Free Agency has been absolutely buck wild, bat shit, unbelievably crazy. Just bananas. It just all bananas. got started at midnight on August 15th. And these are some of the signings we had on those days that just stand out to us. Panther City re-signed Phil Caputo to a two-year deal. The Philadelphia Wings re-signed Ian Lord to a two-year deal. The Halifax Thunderbirds re-signed the homie Luke Magnin to a two-year deal. Cody Jameson signed the franchise tag with Halifax. Jordan McIntosh got a new three-year deal with the Georgia Swarm. Curtis Dixon was offered... The franchise tag. We'll get into the boy in just a bit. Bryce Sweeting and Sam LaRue are back with Buffalo. Uh, the Albany Firewolves offered Joe Restardis the franchise tag. Uh, those were some of the moves made there. And then we rolled into day one of free agency where the homie, and uh, he has said that he is down to come back on the show, Brett Manny signed a one-year deal with the Albany Firewolves, Uh, Logan Wisnowskis signs a one-year deal with the Colorado Mammoth. The Halifax Thunderbirds are bringing Aaron Bold back on a one-year deal. Deed, your New York Riptide put in the work on day one of free agency. Damon Edwards, Leo Storos back on one-year deals. Goa Abrams and Jay Thornbert back on two-year deals. And the one move that we weren't sure what was going to happen, but one of the biggest deals... I can remember in terms of year length, Connor Kiernan gets a five-year deal with the New York Riptide. Fantastic for the boy! Shout out for a fantastic season. Earn in the bag. Gets a five-year deal with the New York Riptide. The San Diego Seals are bringing the milk out west. They signed Connor Farrell to a one-year deal. Uh, we also had... Mike Mallory going to the Saskatchewan Rush on a one-year deal, the Vancouver Warriors bringing back Tyler Codron and Justin Salt on one-year deals, and Riley Lowen and Brett Midsky on two-year deals. Plus, a few other moves here and there were made, but those were some of the big names that stand out. And then we move to the next day of free agency where Joe Resitardis has declined the franchise tag from Albany and he's going to Philadelphia. It's not official on the waiver wire transaction sheet yet, but Joe Resitardis, according to the NLL Twitter account and the Philadelphia Wings Twitter account, has signed a three-year deal with the Philadelphia Wings and according to Joe Resitardis' Instagram account, he has signed a three-year deal with the philadelphia wings so joe restartis welcome to philadelphia brother i can't wait to uh be around you all season but we're gonna get into some more moves in just a second before we recap all the madness that happened on august 16th keegan khan is going to colorado on a one-year deal Uh, Mike Manley is going to the Georgia Swarm on a two-year deal. Isaiah Davis-Allen is back for two more years with the Philadelphia Wings. Dane Doby is back with the San Diego Seals on a one-year deal. Corey Small, the boy, is going to Toronto on a one-year deal. Uh, And the boy, the Mad Hatter, Connor Robinson, inks a three-year deal with the Colorado Mammoth as well. Dalton Sulver's going back to Buffalo on a three-year agreement. Wild, wild antics in free agency. Also, shout out to John Phillips. Didn't even realize he was following us on the Twitter machine. He signs a one-year deal with the Las Vegas Desert Dogs.
1: All I got to say is that's not all I got to say. First thing I got to say. <laughs> You're the realist? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Joe Resetard is not a Philadelphia wing. I'm all about the books. I'm all about the books. I don't care what social media say. I don't care what you say. If the league league Twitter account. Uh, 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 mm, uh, mm, If the league
0: mm, is tweeting about it, it's
1: official. mm, 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 mm. What you say? It ain't in that what? That transaction wire. I think somebody just forgot to type it in. Nah, bro. It just ain't, ain't there.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Oh. That's I just, like I just highlighted, and it popped up they they pullin' blacklight antics.
1: you shut up anyway,
0: that's like me
1: going and let me think about this for a second. Damn, I need, yeah, you ain't got nothing to compare oh, it to. <laughs> man, that's like me going and saying, yeah, this my car. This is my insurance and this is my driver's license. But they're like and and there's a license plate on it, but there's like this license plate isn't in the system. Yeah. Like, buddy, that's my car and I drive it and I have a license. But that car's not legal. Because it's not in the system. So sure, he's a wing. Y'all can say that he can say that, but it ain't legal to it's in the system.
0: Pretty sure it's legal, no? But,
1: it, it's not legal to it's in the system.
0: You know it is in the system. Curtis Dixon declining the franchise tag from the Calgary Roughnecks. Jackson Subach signs a two-year deal with Las Vegas. Panther City has signed the following players to two-year deals: uh, Connor Sellers, Liam Burns, Adam Peroni. Rob King and Tyler Burton, Jake McNabb and Ryan McCrory are going to Rochester on two year deals. Dan Littner is going to Saskatchewan on a two year deal. The boy Logan Schuss and Brody Harris agree to one year deals with Vancouver. And we're still not done with all the moves that have happened. We've got Dan Dawson, Dan Dawson, Dangerous Dan, going back to Toronto on a one year deal. The Philadelphia Wings have signed Chad Tutten from the Georgia Swarm to a two-year deal. Your New York Riptide putting in more work today. Dan Lomas, the boy, friend of the program, shout out Back of the Bird, gets a three-year deal with the New York Riptide. Your New York Riptide have also signed Dylan Malloy to a one-year deal. The New York Riptide have also signed Will Johnson and Kevin Brownell to two-year deals. The Las Vegas Desert Dogs, I like this signing a lot, have signed Garrett McIntosh to a one-year deal. The Halifax Thunderbirds signed Drew Hutchison and Keelan Pylon to one-year deals. The Colorado Mammoth have signed Asher Nolting to a one-year deal. Luke Van Sheppen is going to Albany on a one-year deal. Curtis Conley's going to Albany on a two-year deal. And the Buffalo Bandits have signed Matt Spanger to a two-year deal. Deege NLL free agency has been wild, and I haven't even announced the most emotional move of free agency as it was announced yesterday.
1: Do you watch your time? The boy. Do you watch your time?
0: The longtime supporter, always in our corner. Longtime Philadelphia wing. This is a private moment. It's okay.
1: You sure? It's okay. This is is pretty pride. I think you should.
0: It's okay. Kevin Crowley announced that he will not be coming back to Philadelphia. And my heart shattered. Yes, it sounds dumb. It sounds childish. But when you're around a team from their inception of returning, like I have with the Wings, when you've spent countless hours around a human during game time and off the floor time that I've been so fortunate enough to do with Kevin Crowley. It stings. It hurts. It's like lose it's like one of your friends moving away. Um Kevin's always treated me like one of the boys. Press conferences with Kev <laughs> will forever be memorable to me um he's always supported everything we've done with underground with outside the box he uh celebrated (laughs) game three of Sixers Raptors with me and Alex at Xfinity Live me him Alex and Pat Resch (laughs) it was an electric time um Kevin's just one of those guys that even though he was a pro athlete in our city he just felt like you you were on the same level as him. And I'm forever thankful and grateful for the way that he treated me, treated our entire crew uh, during his time here. Was always the best of the best. I remember the day he got traded back here from New England and the day that he signed his contract at the, uh, the Flyer skate zone at practice. I was there. It was wild um, to kind of just see, like, an actual, like, contract signing go down right before your eyes. Kevin loves Philadelphia. It's his second home. Um, I understand it's, like, later on in his career. There's opportunities on the horizon for him, allegedly, from what I've been told. And uh, no matter where Kevin Crowley goes, I'll be a fucking massive fan of him. I'll be a massive fan in whatever he does post-career. He's just a, an incredible person, and uh, it sucks that he's not going to be at the Wells Fargo Center in 2022-2023 wearing that number 21 in a Wings uniform. Um, but I'm forever thankful and forever grateful for Kevin. Yeah, it's
1: it's interesting whenever a guy like, like this magnitude leaves the team. You know, he was there before the Wings left. He was there after they left. Or, you know, now that they've come back, so many Wings fans know the name Kevin Crowley. They, when they think of number 21, they think of Kevin Crowley. Like, there's so many moments, goals, hits, assists. Like, there's just so many things they can bring up that have him in mind and then you bring up his personality of just being in the city after games, before games, all, all of that matters. And then, you know, that person leaves, it leaves a hole, you know, not only in the team, but just in the atmosphere of the team, you know, there's going to be a hole in the locker room in in the stadium, in the city, like most people won't notice it, excuse me, right away, but eventually they will be like, man, I miss Kevin sucks but that's just how sports work you know guys move on in free agency guys retire guys get traded it's part of the game you know it, it sucks but the wings will move on kevin will move on the nll will be amazing and we'll all just have these memories of kevin in a wings jersey
0: and it's one of those things where there's not many moments i don't know if you've had many of them where uh, an athlete on a team you root for, you know, I I cover, but you know, you all know I'm a Wings fan. Uh, where a player leaves a team after being there for such a long time, and then goes to another team, it, like you get like that sinking feeling in your chest. Oddly enough, I got that with when I saw Kevin's tweet. You know, seeing that happen, and I think it's more so created out of just the relationship I've been able to build with Kevin over the last, you know, four years since he came back in 2018. Um, But, like, there's very few times, like, when Brian Dawkins left the Eagles, I got that. I I swore I would never watch football again when Brian Dawkins left the Eagles. Uh, That's how, like, upset I was that my idol in the football world was leaving my favorite team kevin is like one of those guys that you know Is like here's the magnitude of kevin crowley for people who don't know really from just like an inside perspective of the philadelphia area like kevin would be one of those athletes that goes on the Preston and steve morning show which is the biggest morning radio show in the tri-state area and That's where all the big name comics go when they're in Philadelphia to go promote their show. Like Preston, Steve is is almost a global thing. They got inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame this year. Kevin Crowley would be consistently on the Preston and Steve show. To get a pro lacrosse player on a radio show of that magnitude that's not a sports radio station, that's fucking massive. And for Kevin to kind of be a mainstay on that show during wing season, he'd be there doing radio hits and stuff. I think that just shows the magnitude of player, personality, and person that Kevin Crowley is in the city of Philadelphia. Um, His tweet and his Instagram posts were, you know, right at the heartstrings. The Wings put out a a video, you know, thank you, big cat video today. Um, It just sucks that it's the end of the the Kevin Crowley era. Um, we'll see what else happens. Kyle Matisse declined the f- uh, the franchise tag for the Wings as well. So we'll see what happens with that situation. Um, it just certainly seems like Paul Day is collecting as many Peterborough Lakers as possible. <laughs> because Joe Restartis has played for Peterborough. Chad Tutton has played for Peterborough. A lot of the free agent moves, a lot of the trades and everything revolve around guys that Paul Day has familiarity with with the Peterborough Lakers. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But right now, the offense doesn't look as deep as it was last year in my book. Yes, you bring in Joe Restardis allegedly, (laughs) um, on a three-year deal. MVP runner-up. He was your MVP for the longest time. Um, you know, led the league in goal-scoring. He's on a three-year deal. You now have three American guys on that offense with Blaze, with Rambo, with Joe. KJ47 is back. Sam LeClair is back. And then uh, uh, Ben McIntosh. So Those are your six right now in terms of forwards for the Wings, but, you know, Corey Small's now gone, who was a huge proponent on the power play. Kevin Crowley's now gone, who was a franchise icon. (laughs) And prolific goal scorer, prolific passer. Kyle Matisse is kind of in limbo right now. Uh, Corey Vitarelli is a bit older. Don't know if he'll be back. It's a lot of question marks right now on this wings offense and i don't know if it's gonna potentially get addressed in the draft as well with some of these moves obviously jackson Subak's gone now too uh with vegas after he got taken in the expansion draft a lot of questions surrounding this wings team and i'm hoping some of some answers get answered uh this weekend but nll free agency has been The craziest I can remember it since I've been covering the NLO. That's for damn sure. I literally can't keep up with it.
1: I mean, between scrolling past every couple tweets being someone else moving or declining something or accepting something, and then you sending me a thousand tweets a day of someone going somewhere, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm too busy of a person to have this kind of free agency going on. Like, This league isn't big enough for this, like this free agency is on par or above the magnitude of NBA and NFL free agencies. It's have been very recently. NBA free agency to me. It is. It is so bonkers. Like I think it's been better than NFL, NBA free agency this year. Like, yes, already. And like, it's nowhere near done. And like, obviously like NBA free agency isn't done, but most of the big names have already signed. Like with this, it's like, dude, really? Like, I think you you know, we've been talking about San Diego and I'm like, how in the hell do they have this much money? Like they're offering everybody like
0: a lot how? of rumors <laughs> swirling around the seals right now.
1: So it's it's just it's just
0: crazy. This is to from see. a source who has a source who has a source. Allegedly, allegedly, two big names, both friends of the program. Are targets of the San Diego Seals, which I think one makes more sense than the other, just in terms of uh, past teammate relationships. But with those two names being linked there, I'm not going to say anything. Alleged, this is all legend. Yep. Kind of makes me think Brett Hickey's on the move. Hey, he's got to be. be going somewhere. Might be. If I'm Las Vegas, I'm saying hi, Brett Hickey. Come be our franchise face, along with Charlie Bertrand. Mhm. 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 Or I'm saying, hey, Brett Hickey, come back to Philadelphia.
1: I want to see who if Rochester goes after. Anyone else big?
0: I like the McNabb signing. Yes, I that think that's nice. massive championship resume there, coming from Colorado. I like that move a lot. Um, Trying to think of who's kind of, I mean, Panther City's really re-signed their own guys. Kyle Rubish is still out there. Um, So that prediction for us is still out there. Um, Trying to think of who else, big name free agent wise. I mean, obviously the, the big names, Curtis Dixon, Kevin Crowley are still free agents at this time um it's gonna be a wild weekend that's for damn sure between pll games nll free agency i'm gonna get carpal tunnel and my voice is gonna be gone and that's why i'm gonna pass this over to Deej because he's been able to actually watch these things and we'll keep you guys up to date with nll free agency and everything um Let us know if you want the Twitter spaces to just kind of vent your own thoughts, all that good stuff, uh, at OTB laxpot on Twitter. But Deej, you've been watching the world lacrosse men's U21 championships. You've been keeping me up to date with this while it's been going on. Um, I've seen some of the highlights across the board. There's a few guys that I want to shake their hands because they are just absolute menaces to the game of lacrosse in the best way possible. How has the U21 championships been treating you?
1: Um, firstly, Puerto Rico's white jerseys might be the best jerseys in the tournament.
0: I mean, it's just the best I, I haven't seen them. Like, I saw you tweet about them with Brian, but I have not seen them across my timeline at all, which is oh. weird.
1: I mean, no one's really, like, tweeted or, like, posted any, like, pictures of any of the jerseys or anything, but, like, I like them a lot. They were just – There's one jersey that I've seen that – They were plain white. And then it had just like blue trim and then it, i think it had one more blue stripe above that and then there was a blue trim around the edge of the shorts and then the numbers and letters were all red puerto rico and then the numbers i thought i was like that's perfect like it's so clean very simplistic but like the drip is is there like, shout out to but, my boricuas. <laughs> but the the helmet like brian said was where it was kind of left to be desired like i feel like they could have done a little more with the helmet in terms of mohawk and using the colors a little bit more it was kind of very basic white but i thought they had the best jerseys and then i thought canada had the best helmets between them and uh the hundy and Shoney. like the black black helmets they, they look the blackout out like,
0: jerseys bro
1: that too oh. the blackout jerseys from the hundy and Shoney were great as well but like w- we expect that the the purple yellow and, and, and Black go so well together. We know what to expect with that. So, like, I wasn't even – I was putting them in their own tier, own echelon, didn't even need to be questioned. Um, but as far as the play, the play has been, I mean, phenomenal from, you know, teams like England and Japan and Ireland, those kind of teams where it's like, okay, yeah, they're not going to be on the level of a Australia – Canada, America, Hody and Shoney, but, like, they came out to play. There was a lot of – you could see them having fun. You could see the energy. You could see the passion. You could see the competitiveness. It, it's always fun watching these kind of games because it's – you're not just playing the sport. You're not just having fun. You're not just trying to win a championship. You're representing your country. And you can tell that every kid out there, every, every man, I should say, honestly, every man out there was – excited and and honored to wear his country's colors and play for his country. That's my favorite thing about watching this. It's clear as day kind of the disparity between what countries have lacrosse more often or have had it longer than others. But, I mean, like I said, everybody's came out and put out a fight. Games were have been everywhere. I mean, 12-11 games, overtime games, 8-11 games to – games, 19-2 games. Like, they're literally everywhere. Like, today, Canada smacked up on Australia. I think it was 19-1, I think, was the final score. Like, that's unreal. And Australia didn't score until four minutes left to go in the fourth. And it was off of a broken play where they turned the goalie over and there was no one in that, and they were able to get one. Like, that's the kind of lacrosse we're watching. And one, it's crazy to think that America, Hodi and Canada are out here smacking teams at this age 20 to 2, 20, you know, 17 to 1, like 19 to 1. Like, that is crazy. But that's the level these guys are playing at. Like, championship game is Saturday, tomorrow, it's Saturday. I keep forgetting it's kind of Thursday ish. Um, Saturday. And I mean, it's going to be Canada, United States, who neither one of these teams have had a close game other than when they played themselves, uh, at the beginning of the tournament in pool play. That was the closest it's been for either of these teams. Both of these teams are winning by 15 plus every game. It's going to be a blockbuster. You got Australia and Hone Shoney playing for a third place game. Also think that one's going to be great. I believe that one's also Saturday. Um, and then everybody else, you know, in the consolation bracket and, and filling out the rest of the games. So, I'm excited to just kind of see how the rest of this plays out. If Canada gets the best of USA again, because they do it a lot. I don't think they do it in this tournament though, which is weird. Um, I think as long as they've had this age bracket, which they moved like the U20 up to U21 this year because of COVID and everything. I think America's like 8 0 since they've started this age bracket. So it's weird they win this one and then it gets to like actual like international play and Canada just runs. Like, I don't know if it's because they're pulling Brody Merrill and all of his Hill Academy Canadian, kids. His Hill Academy kids that he's coached and got more ground balls than. <laughs> uh, did you see that tweet? Oh my god! Where Brody Merrill has more ground balls than all the guys he's coached like That's combined, insane. insane that one he's played that long and two he's coached that many guys that they have 630 ground balls combined in the profile in the pros but yeah it's it's exciting to see canada united states hoden shoney one just rip these guys to shreds and then play each other and, and have competitive games but then also see everybody else get out there and um and, you know, compete with each other, have a good time, smiles on their faces, represent their countries. Makes me makes me wonder, you know, where was the U21s at when I was playing? Not like I would have made it, but
0: I'm like I, have a, part, I have a new favorite U21 player. I'm part Irish or something, right? Like, I, I can I can get on one of them teams. <laughs> you stayed at my house uh, for a decent number of hours. that works. Yes. Yeah, so what does that make me, part Guido or something? Yeah. And Let's do it. Puerto Rican by proxy. and
1: Yes. That, hey, like I said, no white jerseys. I'm cool with it. Just let me design the helmet, Coach. <laughs> also, I forgot about the gloves. There were a lot of drippy gloves out, too. Australia, I thought, probably had the best gloves. They had kind of that, that drip dye kind of look where it, it was white with the yellow lettering, but it faded into green. Looked so, so good. But, like, everybody had good gloves. I thought the gear was done very well. Other than the plain helmets all around, I thought helmets were pretty plain. But also get it, you're making helmets for 100 some guys who're probably not going to go
0: that hard. I have a new player that I'm investing in. He he's officially a hashtag KB's guy. Roisanke's Barnes. That boy, type. Nice. That goal he scored behind the back. Disgusting. He stung that thing. Officially, that nice. officially getting the KB seal of investment. He's one of my guys. I will be doing whatever it takes to follow his career. He is he is he's on my squad. It's it's Brandon Avilas for me. Man's
1: The part that blows my mind about it is he's playing mostly an offensive midfield role for his Puerto Rico team, but plays mostly D-mid for his college team. I believe it's Syracuse, but hello. Yeah, I think he's Um, Syracuse. Let this man be more of a two-way. Give him the green light and let him do what he wants to do in the offensive end because the skill is absolutely there. He has been pretty much Puerto Rico's go-to guy on that side of the ball. I think he's played phenomenal in the tournament. Um, really excited to see kind of if he gets the green light going into college. But definitely a guy I, I like. He, he's impressed me. And once again, looked good in those white chairs.
0: When these guys get home from Ireland, we need to find a way to get both of them on the show. Yes. Hashtag OTB guys right there. They're the yes. they're, they're, They are the official U21 OTB guys. Right there, that, I saw o- that. Also, Brennan O'Neill has been. I mean, come on, we've known that since he was
1: born, <laughs> and to know he's going back to school, and the crazy part is, I, I I want to know how guys feel. Like I have so many questions about Connor Schellenberger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do all the professional guys? How are they going to feel playing with this kid who is? About to go into his junior year of college. So I guess at that point, we'll be He just finished his junior year of college. How do guys like Brendan O'Neill and, you know, guys like that feel about Connor going and playing on the real national team? Like, that's huge, dude. He's going to give it. He's going to, you know, Brendan's getting back from Ireland. Like, oh, yeah, just had a great time at U21. This, this, and that. We got, you know, done. And Connor's like, yo, yeah. I'm getting ready to fly out to so-and-so because I got internationals coming up. I got world champion, real world championships coming up. Like I'm in the
0: big leagues, boy.
1: Right, holla at me. <laughs> holla at me.
0: Holla at you, boy. Like,
1: like, ain't you going into your fifth year or whatever, bro? <laughs> Are you still playing U21s? I ain't trying to hear it, dog.
0: I'm the real man here. They called me early. Y'all, y'all ain't got that call up yet. You ain't get the call to the big leagues? You still in them farm systems, huh? Oh, you still down in AAA? You can't hit them fringe MLB players? Playing the house league. (laughs) You still playing wall ball in your backyard, bro? Hey, hey,
1: hey. Whoa. Don't disrespect the backyard wall ball players. Hey, I'm just saying. Them real lacrosse men. I'm not saying they're not. Where your wall ball at?
0: Bro, do it look like I got money for a wall to invest in? You barely know how to use your stick. I barely know how to pick up a stick. (laughs) And I'm talking about pickup sticks.
1: It is funny because like you have a pretty legit stick. Yeah. I got two of them things. I got one of my whip too. I would be honest with you. If I didn't have to check it into my luggage. I would. I'd still. I'd take it right on the plane with me. Somebody nabbed my short stick at a tournament. Terrible. So I need to go get a new one. But yeah. I got.
0: I got an Under Armour one in the whip.
1: <laughs> like I said, I can't take it on the plane. I don't know though. You might. You might be. A, you might be stickless. I might throw that joint in my my bag.
0: Good thing I got hiding places. <laughs> 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 looks around. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to find it. What, you going to bring a fucking radar detector? (laughs) Nah. Oh, that's
1: what I forgot to tell the people. I forgot to tell you, too. Almost got into a fight on Monday. Hello? dog. Pull up to practice. Homie's out there with a metal detector, which is what I would bring to find a stick. He's out there with the metal detector. And... Girls coach is there. She goes up to him and she's like, hey, like, you know, are going to have to actually leave because we have the field reserved for practice. We're going to have hard balls, you know, flying around. Don't want you to get hit. He goes, I ain't worried about no hard balls. I'm, I was in Iraq. <laughs> so she just like turns and like looks at me and walks away, he, like comes over and she's like telling me what's going on. And all of a sudden he walks up and he's like, who the fuck are you to tell me I can't be over here? And I was like, whoa. I was like, I know you're not talking to her like that. And I was like, I haven't said anything, so you can't be talking to me yet. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know uh, who the fuck y'all think y'all are, but like, I'm allowed to be here. And I was like, sir, you're not going to disrespect the woman in front of me like that. And second- we're coaches who have the field reserve and we're absolutely allowed to tell you to leave in terms of safety of our players. Right. And he's like, well, I can disrespect whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, well, I don't care who you really disrespect. You can disrespect me, but you're not going to disrespect her. Not in front of me. And I was like, that's a woman and you need to apologize. Sets his mouth detector down and goes, are you going to make me? And I was like. I had to take a deep breath, and I was like, I'm not going to do this in front of my players. There are two of them watching, so I was like, I'm was like, i not going to do this in front of my players. I was like, you, you know, know they just-
0: were over there like, let's go, coach, let's go. Oh, yeah, they are <laughs> waiting go. for
1: it. They were waiting for it, and I'm just like, I'm not going to do they this. They were ready part. to jump in. <laughs> they probably would have. They wouldn't.
0: Like Put me in, coach. <laughs> I'm <laughs> ready <laughs> to play.
1: Type me in, coach. Tag me in.
0: <laughs> Today.
1: So I'm like, yeah, dude, like, no, like, I'm not doing this in front of my players. Like, you know, I'm setting a good example Like, You don't always handle things like this. Like, you're just out of line. I need you to apologize. Like, you haven't really done anything wrong. We just, you know, you're just not allowed to be here on the field while we're here. And you disrespected her. I need you to apologize. And we're all set. So, you know, he's like, you know what? You're right. Like, you know, just long day. Long day. You know, emotions ran high or whatever. You know, I'm sorry. Shook my hand. Shook her hands. I'm sorry. Whatever. Left. And like we were just like he just laughed me we like we are just looking at each other like, what the fuck? And like so like we move on with practice and he comes back like forty five minutes later and I'm like,
0: y'all hear this? The fuck? Can y'all this hear dude? this? The fuck? you this y'all dude hear that?
1: Possibly want? What could he possibly want? And then he's like, it's just been bothering me so much like, I just want to come back and apologize again like that's not really like me like I don't know what happened but. Yeah, man, like I was just really wrong and I was like, dude, it's fine. He's like, Yeah, man, like thank you so much for like taking the higher road and like you know, being that way and and all that. Like it definitely was was what I needed. And you know, just like, dude, you're good. Just you know, have a good get night. Fuck stay- out. <laughs> have a good night
0: and stay safe, man.
1: <laughs> Please get away
0: from me. Good grief.
1: <laughs> but like I was it, it's funny because he walked away and I went, I need to go to the gym. Cause like, dog, he stepped to me. Like he was no more than a foot away. Nah, that's a wrap. Like, like genuinely, if my players were not there, I wouldn't have thought twice about swinging because he invaded my personal space. Like, but he also like I'm I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, there's no way he would have stepped to me if I didn't look like I would blow away in the wind. I was like, I need to put some weight on. So homie's like, oh, I can't mess with him. <laughs> Homie felt so confident, like. I'm telling you, like, we were just having a normal conversation. He did have a little bit of aggression and, like, pitching his voice. Like, you know, raised voice at first. But then, like. He
0: He had a little bit of that dog in him. Just a little bit. You know. It was like a chihuahua. More of
1: him showing, like, you know, like, I'm not afraid of y'all. You're not going to make me move just because you said so. But then, like, I, like, challenged him. And he, like challenged him because i literally just was like you're not going to disrespect the woman you need to apologize he felt challenged good so,
0: grief
1: so you know he goes and sets it down that's when he gets big and he's like you gotta fucking make me like voice gets deep and he gets like super aggressive and i'm like what the fuck is going on that's i was like this, this is supposed to be a normal monday i had a good day at work things are going well a couple boys are showing up for some work that's and this is wild. what's <laughs>
0: That's
1: insane. I was like, I need to go to the gym. Like, this is it. I am too small. I am too small. Oh, tell me, man. i wouldn't have step to you like that. You got the beard. You buck. Man. Bro would have been like, you know what? My bad. I'm, you're right. I'm
0: sorry. Bro, you I'm just got to grow in a beard like DeAndre Swift's dad. <laughs> He's man, the most intimidating man on the planet. Man, I could hide a gun in his beard. I think I had a whole country in his beard. What are we talking about? He's ferocious.
1: He's gonna be like that that uh that scene, and everybody hates Chris for Rochelle is just pulling stuff out of her purse: <laughs> gallon of milk, <laughs> skillet, <laughs> cast iron skillet, <laughs> toaster. <laughs> like, lady, driver's manual. What are you doing with all this in your purse? Man, just gonna be in his beard like my son's contract, the new house we're about to buy when he leaves the bum ass Lions.
0: Key to the city,
1: key, key to the city. All the Coney Island I want. Go prep
0: sign. Unreal. I think we end it there. Make sure you guys are following us on the socials at otblaxpod on Twitter, on Instagram, follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify, of course. And uh, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Smash that like button, click the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast in full video form. Shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the show notes, on audio, and in the description on YouTube. This has been episode number 235 of the allegedly award-nominated number nine-ranked on the Coach Shrek rankings chart, and viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For DJ, I'm KB, and until next week, when we will have the playoff bracket set and probably a gazillion more NLL free agency moves made, we are getting the heck out of here. Peace. Peace.
1: and that's outside the box.